0: Hello, my wonderful, beautiful friends. Guys, welcome back to our slash malicious compliance, where people follow orders to the T to spite others. And in this episode, guys, it's all about bad bosses getting what they deserve. Guys, companies are getting shut down, Karen managers are getting fired. It's gonna be a wild one. I hope you enjoy the satisfying stories today. And as always, you can send or link your post to this email right here. Let's dive in. So I used to work in a training center for a Fortune 500 company. When class wasn't in session, the building normally only had four people in it. Me, a trainee, the boss, and the two trainers. I called in sick two days in a row because I had some nasty lung infection. On the second day, the boss starts ranting at me about how kids these days have no discipline, telling me I haven't taken a sick day in nine years. Now I tried asking if he wanted me to get a doctor's note, but he was pretty adamant about me coming in the next day. He said that he can decide if I'm actually sick, and he can send me home. I was one of the few women working in that section of the company, less than half everyone's age, and I felt like arguing with him about it was a bad idea. So cue the malicious compliance. That next morning, I decided to not pump myself full of cold meds and just go in, looking like I'm fighting for my life. As soon as I walk in the door, the trainers look at me, and I say, I'm very sick, you might want to give me a wide berth. The two look at me wide-eyed, nodded, and then went to a different section of the building. The boss hears me coughing so hard, I'm having to do that gasp for air, like I just emerged from the depths. My boss walks in and goes, oh, you really are sick, well, you should go home. But I don't understand how you got this sick. And then he reminds me, I haven't taken a sick day in 9 years. So I drive home and come back in the next day. The trainers look at me and say, what the hell are you doing here? I say to them, the boss said that if I'm actually sick, then he can send me home. They laughed and avoided my section of the building. The boss once again hears me coughing and gasping for air and he comes in and dismisses me. And this time, he tells me that he doesn't need more proof. That I can come back when I feel better. Four days later, Mr. I Haven't Taken a Sick Day in Nine Years was sick with some nasty lung nonsense and he was out for a week. If only he had more discipline. That is karma right there, guys. And that's when OP should have called him and been like, uh, yeah, I'm gonna need you to come in today. I'll decide if you're really sick. But how ridiculous is that, though, guys? Like, companies have sick days for a reason. And here's this boss, still making employees come in to prove that they're sick enough. Oh my goodness. So I worked as a quality assurance person at a factory that I'll call Ida O'R. To get started, I'll explain the report process. When something goes wrong in the factory that's directly tied to quality, such as bad coloring or defects, I as a QA lead would have to write a report. These reports were very detailed and extremely time-consuming. Now, when something went wrong that wasn't directly tied to quality but affected it, such as a machine breaking down, the lead in charge of the machines were supposed to write the report. But somehow, all the reports ended up being written by me. Even though I had my own time-consuming job to do, I had been fighting to not do others' reports for months, and my boss told me to remind other leads when a report was needed. So one day, I'm doing my reports, plus my other duties, and I hear over the radio that a fridge unit has gone out, and all the product was coming out as boiled mush instead of frozen. So I called refrigeration and tell them, you need to do a report on this, and I'll send out an email counting how many pallets of product we lost. So I send the email and continue on with my day. Two weeks later, my stupid boss calls me into her office and asks me why I didn't write a report on the incident. I say, you told me to remind the other leads to do it and not write their reports. At this, my boss responded, well if you have time to send an email, you have time to write a report. She then makes me sign a write up for failure to do my duties. Well, a couple of months later, the exact same thing happens, and all I do is tell Refrigeration over the radio to write a report. I did nothing else, knowing that Refrigeration wouldn't write it. Now, because there was no report or email sent, the product was almost shipped out two months later. But it was caught by one of my QAs, who mentioned the incident to my boss. So my boss calls me to her office and she tells me this incident is gonna cost the company millions. In storage fees, disposal fees, lost product, and a fine from Walmart for not meeting contract. Why didn't you email me about this? That's when I say to her I did not have the time, but I did tell Refrigeration to write a report. Of course she was mad, but she couldn't write me up for it because I had emails from her telling me how to handle these situations. Yeah, that boss's logic is so messed up, guys. If you have time to tell someone how to do their job, then you have time to do their job. And if you don't, you get in trouble. Bosses like this suck, guys, and I bet she's real fun to work with. Like, instead of saying that BS about the email, she should have followed up with the ones not doing the reports, right? But that would make way too much sense. So here is some backstory. I started working in care of the elderly before I graduated school at 17 as a temp worker and after I graduated, I basically worked full-time for several years, and finally got a steady employment at age 23. I take pride in my job, and even though I didn't study medical stuff, I've always made sure to know everything I need to know to do a good job, with online classes, certificates, reading up on medications, treatment recommendations, etc. Everything was going well, despite me having four different bosses in the first five years of work, because no one wants to be the boss here. Economically speaking, it's a sinking ship, since it's government-run and dependent on tax money. Then, friendly boss Lena joins the story. She asked me to move over to a new department that the state was now by law obligated to provide, short-term care. She had previously run the emergency care unit at the local hospital, and she didn't take crap from anyone. She let us workers build up and run the department because, as any good boss should, she realized that we knew what we were doing because we were doing it on a day-to-day basis. We knew what worked best for us, and we were free to do our jobs, as long as we stuck within the laws, regulations, staff requirements, and budget, of course. Everything was amazing for almost two years. Every month, I did the schedules for all 15 workers. I also did daily planning for all the patients. I was also in charge of all documentation and all new guidelines and protocols being implemented, since the care provided was brand new in our area. Then the day of great sadness came when Lena declared that she was leaving, since she'd been offered a job as the head chief of the local hospital. All of us were devastated to see her go, but good for her. And that's when Super Bitch. Karen enters the story. Karen was already the boss of the normal care units, and we had heard exclusively bad things about her. We heard that she would always do what she thought was the right thing to do, which was almost always wrong because she was underqualified. She had no experience from the actual work and was just a bitch in general. At our first staff meeting, she told us, Either you're with me or against me, and the people who are against me, I will drown in the local lake. And I thought, okay. Great start. I then tried to explain to her that with our previous boss, we'd worked with trust, since Lena had an understanding that us workers actually know what works best in our department, and Karen instantly shut that down. She said to me, No, I'm the boss. I set the protocols and I decide how my department's run. I say to her, Yeah, of course, I'm just saying that we've been working for. She then interrupts me and says, No, I'm the boss. I'm in charge. I don't need your input. And so it began. Karen started changing the schedules, the protocols, the staff requirements, the daily rehab schedule, the food schedule, and she lowered the required medical competence to work at our unit. This means there were people working with us who had no prior experience in the job, had no prior experience in the field, barely spoke the language, And keep in mind, we had dementia evaluation, end-of-life care, stroke rehabilitation, and so on. So here's where the malicious compliance takes place. Karen then starts to try to micromanage everything we did, like literally everything. She cancelled all the activities we did for the whole business, like pub nights for the elderly, movie nights, summer cafe outdoors, walks, store visits, everything. All without cost to the business. She then stated that we were no longer allowed to finish the schedules on our own, and gave us two weeks less to finish them, which now means that we have one week to input the schedule, try to settle it between us 15 people, and then hand it to her. She'd then finish it, and then hand it to us the day before it went into effect. And it was a mess. Shifts weren't covered, or we were six people working the same weekend, when it was supposed to be three. That's when I told Karen that I've been managing the schedule for years and I was happy to keep doing it and that she'd still have it two weeks early. She said no. I also told her that our activities were 100% within paid hours and no strain on the day-to-day normal business, and we want to keep doing them. She also said no. I then told her that we would prefer to keep doing things as we'd been doing them for years because it worked very well. And again, no. Obviously, I was pissed, and so were my coworkers, but they never spoke up. That was my job, I guess. There were a lot of incidents that I'm not gonna bother bringing up, but just imagine that anything we've ever wanted to do for patients or people in dementia units or for the well-being of staff was a big, fat no. So one thing that had been consistent since I started working there is when you apply for vacation or any kind of leave, you input the leave request, and then you request a temp to cover your shift and then you inform your boss that you're done with both those things. It's always been like that, always. So I did. I requested a day's leave, and I input the temp request, and then I walked to my boss's office and informed her. And Karen loses it. Maybe because her boss was there, I don't know, but she starts yelling and telling me that I'm not allowed to request temps. That's her job. I just stand there and take it like a good employee and just say, okay, won't happen again. It was a big surprise for her when the next staff meeting comes around, and there suddenly weren't any staff on the actual ward, and a local politician was sat waiting with her mother for over two hours. I told my boss's boss exactly why there weren't any temps scheduled for the meeting, and Karen got fired on the spot. It'll make me smile for the rest of my life. Honestly, I can't say she didn't deserve that firing. And good riddance, right? Like, I really don't know what she was trying to do, though. Like, hiring more unqualified staff, canceling resident activities that didn't cost anything, that Karen took a good place to stay, and she literally turned it into rooms for people to sit, get treated poorly due to unqualified staff, and then die, and nothing else. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. My dad is a hard worker, and this happened about 15 years ago. He worked for a company that fixed and rented heavy equipment, like backhoes, scissor lifts, steamrollers, forklifts, etc. His boss, the CEO of the company, whom he reported to directly, was a middle-aged Italian guy whose grasp of English was tenuous at best. The guy understood what people were saying, but he had trouble communicating his own intentions back clearly. On the other hand, my dad had zero grasp of Italian, but he spoke perfect English. However, he was a solid mechanic, who would go on to make the machine bay of his company operate very smoothly. It got stuff done. And even though he didn't always understand what the boss wanted him to do, he just focused on the reason he was hired. To manage the repair bay, hire new mechanics, train new hires, and off-site on-call repairs. Well, for some reason, the boss guy gets it in his head that my dad's gonna replace him as the leader of the company, because he's much better liked, speaks perfect English in an English-speaking country, and has basically all the department heads coming to him for help. And so the guy calls my dad in, chews him out, and manages to communicate that he's being fired for repeated poor work performance. My dad just smiles, shakes the guy's hand, and leaves. And thanks to his less than firm grasp on both the English language and business law, the boss guy just sent him on his way with his last paycheck and nothing else. So my dad starts his own business in the heavy equipment mechanic market. And after telling all of his old work buddies about the situation, suddenly he got a bunch of new hires. His old workplace suddenly had a lot of vacancies because people were quitting. The big boss had no idea how to fill the positions because the guy he'd hired to do that had just been fired. He went under about six months later. Sometimes my dad drives past where the old shop was, and when he does, he just laughs and laughs. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I love a story where an employee's fired and goes to start their own successful company, leaving the old one to just crumble. But what a stupid reason to fire someone, though, and what a terrible decision by Big Boss Man. Yeah, let's just fire the best employee because I'm scared I'll lose my job to him. Well, sir, congratulations. You're still jobless in the end. A long time ago, I was working for a startup engineering firm, working as a piping design engineer. But since it was a startup firm, we didn't have a lot of manpower, and the ones we had weren't as qualified either. I was one of the very few that was qualified enough to handle a team of my own. The boss trusted me with almost everything. I was like the second in command, after the boss, only because I was managing a lot of things on the side as a volunteer. Things like paycheck balancing, client meetings, quality assurance, documentation, and other stuff which he should have hired someone else to do. I was good at it, and he took full advantage of it by giving me things to do that was never under my job description. One day, he had this bright idea that we should revamp our website to attract more clients. He gave this project to his nephew who had just graduated from college as a developer of sorts. After a week or so, the nephew came up with the final draft of the website and the boss was fairly disappointed as it didn't look anywhere near to what he expected. He then called me in and asked if I knew anything about website design. At the time, I was very much interested in UI slash UX and I was doing an online course to learn about it more. So I told him that I'll see what I can do. So I spent the next week making a proper information architecture, wireframes, and color guidelines that the nephew could just pick up and build the website from scratch. In the end, the website looked pretty futuristic, and the boss was happy. But during the week, my other responsibilities were put in a backlog, and it just kept piling on. I knew I'd be able to cover it once I'm done with the website, so I didn't pay too much attention to it. The next week, my boss caught up with the backlog, and he calls me into his cabin. The guy starts yelling at me for all the responsibilities that I didn't attend to. I calmly told him that I was working on the website and it's not a big deal. I told him that I would clear it out as soon as possible, but he wasn't happy. He then asked me why I spent so much time doing something that's not even my responsibility. I told him that I was learning about UI slash UX and I was pretty much interested to learn more. That's when the boss snapped and told me that I should just quit and pursue my hobby as a living. He said that only then will I understand how lucky I am to have a job that pays. Now I kind of got offended because, one, he doesn't even pay me worth the things I do for the company, and two, the guy knew I could catch up on my work, and yet he took this as an opportunity to discipline me. So I stepped out of his cabin, went to my desk, and put my resignation in, and went home. My boss called me a couple of times in panic, and he asked me to revoke my resignation, and then made other people from the organization call me to convince me to come back. My boss knew that without me, the company can't stay afloat for long, and I wasn't having it at all. It's been two years now, I decided to pursue my hobby as a career, and I'm working as a product designer in one of the biggest organizations in the country, with a pay that's almost 300% more than what I was getting as a mechanical engineer. To all the people who wanted to know the company status today, the company was shut down. They had to pay a huge penalty for not being able to deliver the last project I was handling. And then COVID hit, and they had to reduce pay for all the other staff, which led people to leaving. Eventually, the company went bankrupt. Talk about the biggest mistake ever, guys. Like, I don't understand how some bosses fail to see the value of their employees. And honestly, reading a lot of these posts, guys, I think some bosses just love putting down their most capable workers, so they don't realize what they're worth. And it's funny, because at the same time, it's malicious compliance, and a lot of people just move on and end up killing it in life. And in this case, OP realized what he's worth, and he makes a whopping 300% more than what he was getting paid by that crappy boss. Now, before I start, here's a bit of context for the situation. I work in the boat industry, as an engine tech and parts painter. I know, quite a broad range there. Anyways, the company I work for is quite old, and the building I work in is even older. The heating system is trash and we really lack anything in the way of air conditioning and it's boiling outside right now. Earlier today, I had started overheating really quickly as the temperature rose in the building. I have a medical condition where my body can't regulate temperature well, meaning I'm at risk of passing out. I was going to go get a bottle of water from the fridge to help cool me down. That's when I was stopped by one of the company's managers. Let's call him Kyle for the story. Kyle says to me, where are you going? I tell him I was only going to get some water. He says, you're supposed to be working right now, you can get water during your coffee break. I reply, I don't think you understand, I can actually be in danger from this heat right now, so could I please go get one bottle of water? Kyle says, no, you're not authorized to leave your work before the clock strikes, now shut up and get back to work. Keep in mind that this conversation was held in front of my coworkers, and cue the malicious compliance. So I get back to work, making sure to put on some extra coal, just to make sure I made up for lost time. Basically, I was forcing my body into shock, and heat stroke was just around the corner. Fast forward 30 minutes, and I had to tell my co-workers, through my strained breath, that I don't feel too good. Which was actually even worse now, as I was working on the deck of one of these boats, give or take 3 meters above the floor. When I made my way towards the ladder to climb down, I only got out a very strained, oh crap, as I fell off the back and was headed straight for the concrete floor below me. Lucky for me, some coworkers reacted fast enough and they managed to catch me before my head was split open on the floor. I woke up in an ambulance around an hour later. The EMTs were checking my vitals and that's when my boss comes up to the door and asks me what happened. I told him exactly as I told you guys and I told him to check with my coworkers if he didn't believe me. Long story short, I was brought to the hospital for a checkup, just to make sure I didn't suffer any kind of trauma from the fall. A buddy of mine came with me, to make sure I got there and back safe. A few hours passed, and my buddy gets a call, and he picked up. It was Kyle. My buddy hands me the phone, and I heard Kyle on the other end apologizing for actually almost getting me killed. The short version is, he was heavily reprimanded for what he told me, and he was put on watch. He didn't lose his position though, so I guess I didn't fully win. But he was liable for the medical compensation for my situation. I did forgive him, and just to rub it in a bit, I had to ask him, am I authorized to get water next time? And my buddy just laughed. Okay guys, even though OP did teach his boss a lesson in this one, he really put his health at risk. Like, heatstroke is nothing to mess around with, and OP with an existing health condition, teaching his boss a lesson, risking potentially dying from overheating is absolutely insane. Like, I do agree that some people need to learn the hard way, but dude, not at the expense of your own well-being. And that, my friends, brings us to another end of our slash malicious compliance. Guys, I hope you enjoyed today's stories. If you did, hit that thumbs up. And if you're not subscribed, consider subscribing so you don't miss these crazy stories. And if you missed the last episode on the channel, it's an r slash entitled people episode that I'll link right here. A Karen lets her son steal Opie's wheelchair to have some fun, and it only gets worse from there. Go check it out if you haven't. And myself and Stevie Boy will see you guys in the next one. We love you.